Ellen Satters, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Ash, going solo today from the modern KVOI broadcast complex here in Tucson, Arizona. Amazon assignment today. We'll both be back together next Saturday. Thanks for joining me for a special early fall edition of Inside Track. Stay with us for today's show. Our guest after the first break is Representative Shauna Bollock, Republican candidate for Arizona Secretary of State. And after the bottom of the hour break, a big leader in the America First movement, Wayne Allen Root, will join us for the balance of the hour. But before we speak to today's guests, we haven't had much of an opportunity to get a whole bunch of very important stuff about the great causes we support here in Southern Arizona. So I'm circling back with you on behalf of all the good folks who work so hard to make a difference in our community. As we go into the holidays this year, there are some very important groups who deserve our support. Now, some of them just require your physical presence, like the Missing in Action, make the Missing in America project. Friend of the show, Sean Fund, helped inter a new group of over 30 veterans this morning who passed away without any family or friends to claim the remains of America's veterans just this morning. Along with many others, I joined Sean to salute our brave veterans. <clears throat> I was part of the crowd who watched the procession leave Adair Funeral Home in Oro Valley to the Arizona Veterans Cemetery in Marana. It was quite an extraordinary event and a fitting and in some cases long overdue recognition for our departed vets. I even met a man who had driven from Northwest Utah to be part of the part of the procession. A vet himself, he told me this was his third such event this year he's attended. He was one of many who saluted these veterans. Sean Fund will join us on Inside Track soon to chat about the Missing in America project. And while we're focused on our veterans, let's support our military heroes like your dad, brother, mother, uncle, or aunt. Your financial support from as little as $15 assures our veterans' graves here in Tucson will be dressed with a beautiful wreath this Christmas season. Now is the time to sign up, friends, and support your vet with a Christmas wreath. Onita Davis and her dedicated volunteers will gather December 18th all over Tucson to lay these beautiful wreaths from Maine. So go to the Wreaths Across America website at www.wreathsacrossamerica.org, O-R-G. Do it today. Onita will join us again soon. And then there's Jean Fedigan from Sister Jose Women's Center. Uh, she can use your help as nighttime temperatures will soon fall below freezing. It's going to be kind of cold this week. Jean and the ladies always welcome your gifts of coats, sweaters, shoes, underwear, and socks. Help Jean make a safe place at night so these women can avoid dangers from the cold as well as from predators who endanger these ladies who have no other place to sleep. And finally, stand by for some big doings at Gap Ministries. Greg Ayers and T.N. Kennedy will join us soon and give us the inside track on these big doings. Gap Ministries has been standing in the gap since 1999, helping families, helping kids, and building up lives all around our valley. One more thing to mention, and Bill Martin called me on this this morning, um, it's the effort being waged to stop the lunatic left's latest attempt to further throw Tucson you know, and all of Southern Arizona businesses under the bus. Now, even if you don't have a horse running in the Tucson City Council elections, use your vote as a city resident to stop Prop 206 and vote no to this crazy town vigilante effort sponsored by the left to kick small business owners to the curb here in Tucson area. Stop the creation of a special labor kangaroo court that creates more leftist government within an already bloated city bureaucracy. And friends, it gives more power to special interest lefty groups and lefty lawyers. 
Prop 206 not only hurts the lifeblood of Tucson, our small business owners, it also, it doesn't help wage earners. It cuts hours for wage earners. It causes them to lose their benefits and drives up the cost of everything we buy inside the city. Friends, this portion of Inside Track has been brought to you by my co-host, Eb Wilkinson, and his partner, Gary Imus, from Imus Wilkinson Investment Management, whose Baby Steps approach to your wealth management is designed so you never have to solely depend on socialist security. Call Eb at 777-1911. That's 777-1911, and let him help you also. I think we have a great show for you today. Um, Stay tuned. When we return, we'll be right back with Shauna Bollock, Republican candidate for Arizona Secretary of State. Jamie Kipper and her father, Gary Kipper, from Tucson Iron and Metal. What are they going to see when they come through the gates? So when they come on in, they'll see our building up front. People have free reign to then go out and look in the yard. So it's not a typical scrapyard with a ton of big machinery. We have a couple of forklifts around, but that's about it just to help move material. So when you come in, it's all organized by material, whether it's square tubing, angle iron, roofing. And then there is a pile in the back, which is still organized and easy to get through. But that's stuff that comes over from the scrap. So we're unique in that we get stuff in from the scrap, which a lot of artists and people will like or reuse, whether it's a sink that someone needs for their house We sell literally anything made of metal. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? (sighs) No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. Ask not! What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Wouldn't it be great if political leaders could create that country again? Learn how to do exactly that, one family at a time, with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911, 777-1911. Welcome back to Inside Track. Bruce here. Ebbs on assignment. Check it out. Beaches in Rocky Point. This portion of today's show is brought to you by our friends, Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. They have some of the best surplus steel materials in stock ever to help you with your next project. Call Jamie and her steel pro Craig Beach at 209-1576. Listen to what their customers have to say about Jamie and her team. Great place for surplus metal needs. Beams, panels, rods, grates, commercial, industrial, etc. They have a large lot to pick through with super helpful staff. That's Craig. This is a real retail shop. Another comment, helpful staff and had what I needed at a good price. Wow, that's all good stuff. And a big shout out to Eric Rudin and his professional team at Essential Pest. Now is the time to have your home or business protected from bugs and critters. Call the Essential Pros at 886-3029. These are two great locally owned family run businesses you can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. On to our special guest for the first part of the show today, Shauna Bollock, Republican candidate for Arizona Secretary of State. Shauna was elected to the Arizona House of Representatives in 2018 and re-elected again in 2020 from District, District 20 in the great state of Maricopa. I have known and been friends with Shauna for many years, and she is not only smart, she knows how to get stuff done working with the Republican majority uh, in the legislature. Let me mention just a few of the things Shauna has helped get passed to protect Arizonans. She sponsored or 
or co-sponsored 20 plus bills to improve voter integrity. Shauna also supported the election audit. That's a big deal. She supported increased transparency on car sales regarding fees and so on. Uh, She uh, sponsored timeshare reform, and she secured funds for anti-traffic, anti-human trafficking groups and other similar operations. Shauna, welcome to Inside Track. You probably could serve in the legislature until you got to your term limit. Why are you willing to give all that up to run for the Secretary of State's office? Well, Bruce, thanks for having me on. It's it's great to be on your show, finally. Um, Prior to actually taking my oath of office in January 2019, I had read H.R. 1, you know, the bill that they want to nationalize our elections. And I started spending time in my first two years serving on the House Elections Committee to try to figure out different ways to fight back against that. So that was one of my main motivators. But the second motivator that that got me going, um, many people know that the Democrats uh, sued me last time to try to block me from the ballot. And, you know, going through that whole experience, something just didn't seem right to me. So I filed a public record request with the current Secretary of State's office only to find out that the Democrats and their attorneys on the outside were working hand-in-hand to throw me off the ballot, even before they filed the lawsuit against us. So I figured, you know, if they can do something like that to me, they can do it to anybody. So I am running to depoliticize uh, the current Secretary of State's office. So speaking about that current Secretary of State who ran promising, quote, to elect more Democrats, and that's a real quote, Shauna, you know that. Um, that's not obviously why you're running for the same position, is it? What are, besides them trying to throw you off the ballot, which was really just an underhanded sort of a move, um, and then, you know, making all kinds of uh, problems for you trying to get uh, your information, um, what is it that the Secretary of State does tell our listeners because we hear that we hear that office term all the time, but we really don't know what the Secretary of State does. So the Secretary of State is supposed to administer the papers and affairs of our state. You know, work with our businesses, certify our elections, and you know, within that office, it also houses our state library, the archives. I mean, it's supposed to be an administrative role. It's not supposed to be something where you go on the outside and hire Perkins Coie, one of the biggest Democratic law firms, to come in and start leveling lawsuits against us um, or taking Facebook dollars to identify Democrat votes um, to get more more Democrats to the polls. So I would like to make sure that, you know, the hard work that I've put into the legislature, I can obviously carry over. Um, I, I believe in dedicating time and um resources to looking at the office to see how to make it run more efficiently. This last year and a half, that office has actually been closed to business filing. Right. I've had people reach out to me and say, um, I have to actually do a business filing and they're closed. So I've, help, I've helped them with that. Um, people who have moved um, were unable to get a hold of their office. I said, oh, just go to Service Arizona. You know, you can, you know, get your new driver's license that way with your new address. So, to me, you know, why why does she want to be Secretary of State, let alone governor? Her office has been closed, and she obviously doesn't want to work for the people. Yeah, we certainly have had that sort of issue in our business, setting up uh, new uh, companies, and it is not just frustrating, but just perplexing uh, why when everybody else seems to be able to do their business, they're not able to or not willing to. So, um you're from you're from uh, back east. Uh, you've certainly been in in the uh, um, uh, Phoenix area for many years. Uh, tell our listeners about a, a little bit about your background before you came to Arizona and and kind of the, the person that Shauna Bollock is. So we moved here over twenty years ago. My husband's uh, former public interest law firm, the Institute for Justice, decided to open a state chapter here. And my husband and I actually met each other in D.C. I was going to grad school at night, working on Capitol Hill during the day. Um, I was working at the Heritage Foundation, and I also worked for Senator Rick Santorum. And my husband and I actually met at a school choice event uh, that we had been putting on over at the Heritage Foundation. But my husband and I actually did a long-distance relationship before we even got married. (laughs) Uh, Shortly after I met him, I moved to Austin, where I worked for Lieutenant Governor Rick Perry, and I was... um, helping him with his high-tech counsel there. So I moved back to D.C. after my stint in Texas. I did not have a chance to work for a governor, Rick Perry, only a lieutenant governor. 
Um, you know, I went back and worked at Booz Allen before coming out here um, to work on public safety issues. We moved out here right before 9-11, and I have had two kids since then. Um, my oldest is in college. She's studying mechanical engineering. My, my daughter is um, a junior in high school, and she's on the pre-med track. My son I'm extremely proud of at this point. Um, he is heading up the Young Americans for Liberty chapter over at ASU, and he is uh, gathering signatures right now from his fellow college uh, classmates to potentially bring campus carry to um, back to the college campuses. So that's a little bit about my family and I. Um, I. I love living in Arizona. You know, when my husband and I are both healthy, meaning when we don't have a broken ankle, my husband's healing from a broken ankle right now. We we take upon our our mountains and and do a lot of hiking, but um, he's still recovering from the time that he broke his ankle a few few months ago, and we're going to be hitting the trails at the end of the oct- at the end of this month. Well, Shauna, your klutzy husband, the Chief Justice of the Arizona Supreme Court, Clint Bollock, um, wasn't using his head uh, that day when. Uh, when he decided uh, to, that he was going to fall down, uh, wishing right. <laughs> wishing him well. Uh, you two have Thank been a, a power couple uh, here in Arizona for many years. So you're no stranger to the workings of state government. Um, Secretary of State, uh, besides making sure elections are running according to state and federal law, um, all of these other functions that, that uh, the SOS office uh, performs – but what are the biggest things besides besides transparency and, and not running this as a political office? What are those concrete things that you want to get done if you're elected secretary of state? Well, the real responsibilities of the job, you know, have been abandoned in favor of partisan posturing, as we see. And I only want to go there for the job that I'm elected to do. Handling business filings, you know, recordings of your partnerships, trade names, tele, uh, your trademarks. Um, I don't want to get involved with... Um, you know, the, 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 the partisan posturing that's there, it shouldn't matter when you come into my office. If you have a R behind your name, a D behind your name, or an I behind your name, you should all be treated fairly and, and squarely. Um, I believe people just really want to make sure at this point that they have honest, fair, and secure elections. And I look forward to working with the county recorders to do so. Um, I have been traveling the state uh, since the end of June whenever I uh, filed to run for this office. And right now, I still believe have um, good working relationships with the counties. I have not been blasting them on different things that they have been doing. I don't always agree with what they're doing, but at the same time, I pick up the phone and usually call people whenever I see a problem instead of just blasting them on social media. So I think it's time to just get back to what the office should be. Um, We already know what some of the current problems are. We know um, how to get rid of that. Obviously, we get rid of her. Um, as current secretary and block her from becoming governor of our state um, and and put some new blood in there. So we haven't talked about who your likely uh, Democrat opponent would be uh, if you're successful winning the nomination on the Republican uh, ballot uh, for secretary of state. Um, It's the guy that um, is sort of he who shall not be named uh, but this is the person who was publicly reprimanded by a, by a federal judge um, yeah. for running an incompetent office, uh, someone who understaffed polling positions, failed to properly train staff, failed to open 62 uh, voter locations on time, um, with so much talk about disenfranchisement. Uh, what about polling locations? Um, uh, under Fontes were turning voters away. Um and, and who does his job in such a way that when he goes to a patriotic parade, he's booed when people <laughs> figure out who the heck he is? This guy, Adrian Fontes, uh, was a major problem in 18 and again in 20, wasn't he? He absolutely was. And, you know, he has quite the record. I mean, he was part of Fast and Furious. And, you know, one of the precinct committee in my district, he even told me that he was the arresting officer when Fontes was at ASU whenever he was a young young man. So um, I know he likes to say that the, the Marines kicked him in the butt and made him a better person, but he has quite the deplorable record, as, as you were just rattling off. <laughs> uh, Fontes ran his election for Maricopa County uh, Recorder back in 2016, insinuating that long voting lines during that election uh, were like poll taxes designed to turn black voters away and an intentional 
determined or deterrent to keep people from voting. That's just simply not true. I mean, how, true. Th- that's just. Yeah. A, that, I mean, I, I know you don't want to get into the politics of this. Yeah. I mean, you're going to run the office according to the law. Um, yes. But but that sort of messaging. I mean, doesn't that really uh, make voters feel as though their vote doesn't count and and uh, uh, the elections might not be run on the up and up? Correct. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. He he kind of went after former recorder Purcell on certain things that happened. And then, of course, he was doing things that were much worse than what what we had seen from anybody ever before. So, you know, he does not have a really good record. To me, it seems like he should be running for the legislature with with some of the things that he wants to do. You know, Hobbs, obviously, the way that she has treated the elections procedure manual um, you know, above the law for the most part, not complying with our Arizona revised statutes. And to me, he's taking a playbook out of the Hobbs playbook and wants to just continue down that path. So my message to him is, if you want to do that, you should go run for the legislature instead of for secretary of state. So I know that you um, uh, wrote in support of the um, 2020 Maricopa County election audit. Uh, Randy Pullen has been a frequent guest here on Inside Track talking about uh, the progress of that audit um, and giving us some of the results, uh, you know, uh, just right after their their press conference uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, you've been in support of this audit. Um, it's it's an audit that the, the media said, well, gee, it just confirms that Joe Biden j- didn't just win, but he won by a larger margin. Uh, but that really wasn't... That wasn't the the real message coming out of that uh, initial audit result, was it? The intent of the audit was to find what problems need to be addressed. And, you know, President Fan has said all along, this is not to overturn the November 2020 election results. It's to actually go through and see what policies and procedures need to be updated or modernized. Obviously, there were things that were going on that they were not holding true true to form. So when I look at some of the stuff that came out of the, the audit results, we sort of already knew some of these things. I had actually worked with um, some poll workers some poll observers and even an attorney uh, prior to going to session in January of this year to work on some election integrity bills. And some of the stuff that they found in the audit were things that we were actually addressing in some of our election integrity bills. So it's not surprising some of the results that they found, hopefully over the interim, um, either we get called into a special session by the governor um, to your listeners, we would love to go into special session and deal with the election integrity, but we need to be called in by the governor. We don't have enough members um, to call ourselves into special session. We get tons of emails asking us to go back, but unfortunately, we don't have um, a supermajority to do so. Um, so how do, how do our Inside Track listeners, uh, uh, if they're interested in helping you, how do they find out about you and support you? Great question, and thanks for having me on. Um, my website is Bolick for Arizona. It's B O L I C K F O R A R I Z O N A dot com. And whenever you go to our website, you can learn a little bit about my background, different election integrity bills, and other legislation that I've supported over the years. Um, you will see that I'm a very strong fiscal conservative hawk, um, and who I've been endorsed by. Actually, earlier this week, I was endorsed by Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, so that's going to be going up on our website, too. Uh, we asked this question of everybody who runs for office here, so I'm not picking on you, Shauna. Um, <laughs> and it's not a trick question, um, but we always ask the following question. What does the Arizona State Constitution say uh, is the stated purpose of government? Um, the stated purpose for government is essentially for public safety, um, in my opinion. And obviously, looking at the Arizona Constitution, we don't want to give things away either. Um, we've had election, or we've had different business type bills come to our uh, desk before, um, and there's a gift clause in there. So when I see anything that's a potential giveaway, I vote now. So I like to be in compliance with our Arizona Constitution. And you'd say that it's also protecting citizens against the government. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Shauna, um, wishing you the best of luck. You're welcome to come back here anytime. Uh, friends, uh, as, as I have mentioned on a few different occasions, uh, Inside Track is available for all Republican candidates who want to come and uh, talk on the show. Uh, we don't show any favoritism here. Uh, Shauna, it is great having you on the show. And uh, come back uh, often and tell us how your campaign's doing. 
Thank you so much, Bruce. I hope you guys all have a great afternoon. Thanks. Same to you. Get back to work. <laughs> I will. Take care. Uh, all right. Um, Mr. Producer, let's go to our bottom of the hour break. When we return, author, radio host, and political pundit Wayne Allen Root joins us. Stay tuned. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to tucsonironretail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. I'm Eb Wilkinson with Imus Wilkinson Investment Management. I don't ever want you to be dependent on government ever again. I want you to become financially independent. You will never, ever have to depend on socialist security for your survival. We are here to guide you to financial independence. That's imuswilkinson.com, 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Welcome back to Inside Track. Bruce is going solo today. Before we get to special guest Wayne Allen Root to discuss America First and his new book, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book, now is a perfect time to call Corazon Cabinets to get a jump on your next home improvement project. No supply chain problems on cabinets being available at Corazon. Joy and Allie have their 6,000 square foot warehouse stacked to the rafters with beautiful cabinets ready now for your next home improvement project. Call Monday and speak to the design professionals at Corazon Cabinets 4882266. A point of personal privilege. We had our cabinets delivered to our house today and they are absolutely good. Gorgeous. They are awesome. These guys, it's not just great looking cabinets. They do super work on their delivery and on their installations. Okay, on to our special guest for the remainder of the show today, Wayne Allen Root. Boy, I've been waiting for this for a long time, Wayne. Prolific author, radio host, and America First proponent. Welcome to Inside Track, Mr. Root. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Good, good. Hey, I can tell a lot about the character of any of our conservative guests here on Inside Track by reading, by reading their Wikipedia background. Stay with me on this for a second. Wayne Allen Root is an American conservative radio host, author, activist, far-right political commentator, and conspiracy theorist. He is the host of the Wayne Allen Root Show on KBET and the USA Radio Network and formerly Newsmax TV. Root was the opinion columnist for the Los Las Vegas Review Journal. So, Wayne, when Wikipedia starts and takes as few as 11 words to describe one of our guests as a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> I know I have the right guest on for our show and its listeners. Yeah, you know, the minute they say conspiracy theorist, you know what that really means? That's code word for this guy tells the truth. Exactly. And he's always right. I make predictions on my show. By the way, three hours a day. I'm on national radio, right? And three hours a day, I make hundreds of predictions. And almost every single one of them I've ever made has been right. And they'll take, like, let's just say I've made 5,000 over the last six years. And let's say I've been right on 4,990 out of 5,000. 
they'll take the 10 that were wrong and they'll say, conspiracy theorist, always wrong, nut, conservative nutcase, Wayne Root, here's 10 things he predicted that didn't come true. <laughs> and they leave out the 5,990 that did come true. And by the way, when you talk three hours a day on the radio, you got to talk about something. So once in a while, you get one wrong. But that's a pretty good track record. I'm like, I'm batting 999, and they think that's a bad thing. So it just shows you what idiots these people are. They've got nothing. All they've got is, is listening to Donald Trump or Wayne Root or Bruce Ash or whoever it is on the conservative side, listening to us all day long and trying to take one line or one prediction or one view that they can twist out of context, try and make it seem extreme, try and make it seem wrong, and then that's the only thing they put in your Wikipedia, and they don't mention that you've been right on 99% of everything you've ever said. That sums up everything at Wikipedia and everywhere else in the media, too, by the way. You're, you're like Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> you know, 99.9% uh, uh, right on everything. Uh, I've been pretty go. damn good. The, yeah, only one I, the, damn the only one I know I'm wrong on is I said Trump would win by a landslide against Biden, an electoral landslide, and I believe to this day I was right. The election was clearly rigged, clearly stolen. I could tell you why if you really care to, but it's not really, it's not really important now. All I could tell you is the election was stolen, I was right, and, and it was a, a massive win, but I count that as one of my losses, right? If you want to see I was wrong on ten things, there's one of them. But I, I don't believe I was wrong. As a matter of fact, I'm a better, and I made a gigantic bet on the election, and I could have made a fortune, and I bet on Trump. And on election night, he went from an underdog before yeah. the betting started and yeah. before the results came out to an eight to one favorite at midnight. It was all over. Eight to one favorite means you have no chance. Biden's finished. Trump's about to win a landslide. And at that exact moment, and he was an eight to one favorite, had just gone from two to one to three to one to four to one, five to one, six to one, seven to one, eight to one. Trump's running away with it. And at that moment, six states announced they're going to stop the count for the night, which has never happened in the history of America. Trump has a huge lead in five of those six states. And when you wake up in the morning, every one of them has just happened to find hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots with no voter ID and no signature match. And they were 100,000 to zero, all for Joe Biden in each dump. And by the morning, he's won and Trump is lost. And if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you in Vegas over the Atlantic Ocean. So, so Wayne knows a little something about elections. He was the vice presidential nominee for the Liberate, Libertarian Party in the 2008 presidential election. In 2012, he left the Libertarian Party, rejoined the Republican Party, and endorsed and voted for Mitt Romney uh, in 12 and for Donald Trump in 16. He later expressed regret for support of Romney. Me too. I'm one of those guys, but has remained a staunch supporter and close friend and confidant of President Trump. How is the president? Uh, president Trump is fine. He's great. He did an interview with me uh, about uh, four months ago uh, on both TV and radio, and, and we had a great interview, and I was the guy, if you don't know, I was the guy who said to him right live on TV, I said, President Trump, here's what I think ought to happen. Don't wait till 2024. In 2022, you should run for the House, and when you win by a landslide in a very easy district that you cherry-pick, because that's how you do it in the House, you don't have to live in, in the right. district you're running in, you can pick anyone you want. Pick an easy Republican district in Florida, win big, lead us to victory and win 50, 60 seats in the House, and then you become the Speaker of the House. And that became the biggest news story in America, because Trump said, I think that's a pretty good idea. I've never heard that before. That became the biggest news story in America for like the next four months. Every time I opened the newspaper or, or, or internet, it was another story about Trump saying uh, maybe he should go for a House and become Speaker of the House. And then always the next paragraph says that idea was introduced by Wayne Allen Root. I so remember he, you know, that. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. And a lot of people said to me, well, you do realize he never has to run. You could just be automatically put up, nominated for Speaker of the House if we win back the, the House. And you never have to run. Why would you risk running? And my answer is, of course I knew that. But I think the way to become Speaker of the House, if you're going to do it right, you've got to run and earn it and show that you've got skin in the game. Just to walk up after we win and say, I take credit for it, and I want to be Speaker of the House, they're not going to vote out Kevin McCarthy. Right. Right. But if you run and earn it and actually lead us to victory, then I think you could beat out Kevin McCarthy. And once Speaker of the House, as I said on the air to Trump, I said, once you're Speaker of the House, then you lead the impeachment of Biden and you open multiple investigations to the Biden crime family and Hunter Biden's laptop. And that all leads into 2024, and you're the next president of the United States again. So I, I think it's a great idea to this day, and all my fans think it's a great idea. I don't think Trump will ever do it. I think his ego is just a little bit too big to say I'm going to run for a House seat. But I think 
uh, it's possible that after we win, he will be nominated for Speaker of the House by Matt Gates, who announced that the other day. And maybe he will win, and he'll wind up as Speaker of the House, and he could do exactly what I said without ever running. So who knows? Maybe my idea led to something good in a, in a slightly different twist. The world had a chance to see 45 and 46 earlier this week live. The 46th president could barely pronounce a name or finish a sentence without a stumble. And the 45th president, the aforementioned Donald J. Trump, answered questions on Sean Hannity's show for 40 minutes, literally, and you and I have both seen this a hundred times, without taking a pause, never stumbled, spoke with energy and clarity. How do you assess the current state of American leadership? Well, the first thing I'd say is, who does Trump think he is? Me? Because <laughs> that's what I do. I talk for an hour straight, no notes, no teleprompter, no nothing. And then people ask me questions after an hour speech. And they, you know, then I just jump right into their questions. When it's all done, I'm there for two hours. And you know, I never miss a beat. And it's always with high energy. And I always say that I'm Donald Trump's you know, twin brother. Him and I are brothers from another mother because we're like the same person. Both from New York, both very combative. You know, both have been in the gambling business. Both married to very beautiful women. Uh, you know, the, the, both salesmen. Uh, pretty much everything I've ever done, both Ivy Leagues, him, Penn, you, me, Columbia, uh, you know, both fighters. I spent my life fighting on the streets of New York. So we're both kind of cut from the exact same cloth. We're very similar to each other. And that's why I think he's a great guy, and I think he'll, he'd make a great president again. Uh, we all, you know, we all saw what he did the first time around. That's what was so shocking. That's why I know the election was stolen. Every middle-class person I speak to, Bruce, loves Donald Trump. Every fireman, every policeman, every plumber, every electrical contractor. You find me someone who works with their hands, has grease under their fingernails, uh, pays taxes, pays into the system, loves America, is, is uh, you know, red, white, and blue, and uh, salt of the earth. And those people are all for Donald Trump. And you find me someone who's on welfare or an ex-con or an illegal alien, they're all Democrats. That's, that's all you need to know. This is not Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. It's good versus evil. And the Democrat Party at this point, I'm not even a religious guy, by the way. I'm not a religious guy. I spend Sunday mornings watching NFL football, not going to church. And yet I believe this is the devil. I really do. Everything they're doing is so bad it has to be inspired by the devil. And they all live and die with Solinsky rules for radicals. Everything the Democrats do is from Solinsky's playbook. And very few people understand. I've read the book. It's, it's dedicated to the devil. It's dedicated to Lucifer, and the world is full of good versus evil, and I'm telling you, someone's inspiring the evil in the world, and the evil is all coming from the left. There's nothing we want that's evil. If you want to get vaccinated, you know what I say, Bruce? Great. Go get vaccinated. But they, get, they go, oh, you have to get vaccinated, or we're not going to let you live a normal life. We're going to take away your right to get on an airplane, a, a bus, a train. You're not going to go to concerts. You're not going to go to football games. You're not going to eat at restaurants anymore. We, you'll be lucky if we let you in a single grocery store. These people are sick in the head. To me, I'm a Jew. This sounds like 1938. The way they talk about unvaccinated sounds just like the way Hitler talked about Jews in 1938, propaganda in preparation for the terrible Holocaust that was to come. I'm not comparing it to the Holocaust. I would never do that, but I'm comparing it to the pre-Holocaust, where the airwaves were full of propaganda, making people believe that Jews are unclean and diseased and bad and, and must not mix with other people, and they should have their businesses closed. That's exactly what Biden and the left and Fauci are saying about unvaccinated people. This is insanity that we're letting this go on in the United States of America. And, and I'm the guy who predicted, A, it would kill the economy. Vaccine mandates, you know, if you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. But vaccine mandates are killing the economy. And sure enough, I was proven right. Zygazund, if you want to take the vaccine, great. Zygazund, right. do it if you want. If you don't right. want it, you know, that, that's the way it is. Right, but, but I, I said it would kill the economy. And sure enough, they just announced in New York City, the Restaurant Association, that since the day they announced you have to be vaccinated in, to walk in a restaurant, and they will check on you, restaurant sales are down by 60%. So I'm right. This will kill the economy. 40% of America or so will never take the vaccine, no matter what you do. So if you keep them out of restaurants, goodbye to all restaurants. Nobody can take a 40% hit. This will destroy the American economy. And the second thing I said, Bruce, is it'll destroy the first responders. 
because every yes. cop I know doesn't want this. Yes. And every fireman I know doesn't want this. And every prison guard I know doesn't want this. And most of the border guards don't want it. So we're, all these people are going to quit or be fired. The nurses, the personnel who clean up the poo-poo at the hospital, you know, the orderlies. A third of everybody doesn't want it. So guess what's going to happen? There's going to be no one at the hospital when you need help. There's going to be no one when you dial 911. When your house is burning, there's no firemen. When you're getting mugged, there's no policemen. This is a disaster for the United States of America. We're talking with a very energetic Wayne Allen Root. Uh, Wayne, I want you to talk about your new book, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. What's it about and why did you write it? Well, look, I've written 15 books. This is number 15. And so I've been a, a, a prolific writer, and most of them are three, 400 pages. This one's a simple 100 pages with big letters, right? You can read it in like 45 minutes. And, and it's 100 pages explaining what's happening to America, what I believe is happening to America. And clearly, uh, to me, it's a communist takeover of the United States of America by people who are completely intolerant that right now are willing to ban you, censor you, kick you off of social media for life, take you out of your job, stop you from going to restaurants. You know, I, I used to always laugh. Whenever I gave speeches in San Francisco, Bruce, I would say it's so great to be in a place where you can be openly gay, but you have to be a closet Republican. And I used to think that was a joke. Crowds would always laugh and roar and say, you're so funny, Wayne. It's now serious. If you're a Republican in a college campus, it's like people want to kill you. They want to lynch you. Your kids can't speak in a college classroom because to say you're a Republican means you're a racist, evil white man. You know, they've, they've lived through critical race theory. All white people are evil. This is the most horrible brainwashing propaganda, and it's all wrong, by the way. Kind of reminds me of marriage. I have like a hundred divorced friends, and you know what they all are now? Married again. (laughs) <laughs> so if marriage is so bad, how come everyone who's divorced gets remarried? That's what America's like. We're the worst country in the world, except for all the others. Yeah, we suck, but everybody else sucks much worse. So to only show how bad we are, and not to mention that any other country in the world is much worse, is the worst brainwashing and fraud I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, we were lousy to Indians. Now we all gave them casinos. They're rich. We were lousy to black people. We gave them affirmative action. They're in colleges. They're doing everything every Everyone else in the world does with perfect civil rights. God, are we a great country. We always make a comeback and treat people right. So my point is that right now I think the real persecution is against conservatives and white people and Christians and and patriots. There's this massive crusade to try and destroy us, ruin our lives, rig us, you know, run us into the ground and rig our elections. And so we need to fight back. So ironically, I'm the white guy who went to an all-black middle school and an all-black high school in Malvern, New York, on the Bronx borderline. I know of no other Republican uh, personality that has my background. Every friend I ever had was black. And, and I loved Ma- Dr. Martin Luther King when I was a kid growing up. And I really appreciated civil disobedience. Yes. That's how black people got rights and equality in this country. Civil disobedience. They had to you know, literally be tough and sit in the front of the bus till they were arrested and sit at the lunch counter till they were arrested. That's what we need to do. So my new book is called The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. We need to stop being nice and turning the other cheek because our country is being taken away from us. They're steamrolling us. We need to use protest boycotts, strikes, intimidation, and civil disobedience, just like liberals. Two can play at that game. I'm teaching conservatives how to play at that game and how to become no longer the silent majority, but the loud majority and make our voices heard. And so not only do I teach you that in my new book, but I'll tell you what the key is to the Great Patriot protest and boycott book. I went out and and had, had thousands of phone calls made by a team of telemarketers to every woke liberal corporation in America that literally gets rich, all the CEOs and all the shareholders get rich, or conservatives buying their products, but they treat us like garbage. Delta Airlines, United Airlines, Coca-Cola, the list is long. Ben and Jerry's, Victoria's Secret, uh, the NFL, the NBA, Starbucks. These are all liberal companies that live on conservative dollars. So I got the, the name of the CEO. I got the name of the board of directors. I got their phone numbers. I got their emails. I got their physical mailing address. I even got their social media sites, and I listed it all in the book. 
So now we, in the privacy of our home, total safety, can play the same game as liberals and intimidate the hell out of corporate America that writes all the checks that backs the Democrat Party. We can take these people down and bring them to their knees, get the CEOs fired, make them beg us to let up on the boycotts, stop spending your money with these companies, and I show you how. Great patriot protest and boycott book. We are now going to turn the tables and win. So you are a big proponent of Martin Luther King and, and his peaceful protests, as opposed to the uh, mostly peaceful protests that we were told occurred in the summer and fall of 2020. Uh, yeah. A fellow just uh, texted me who's listening to the show about Wayne Allen Root. Holy bloop, this guy is really good. Uh, so, well, um, I'm a fighter, you know, and, and, and that's my story. You know, I went to a, I was a little Jewish kid, right? A pale Jewish kid, short, skinny. And I had glasses, braces, and acne. True story. And I go to an all-black middle school, all-black high school, and it's culture shock. How did you ever take, how did you ever uh, keep any of your lunch money in your pocket? I didn't. I didn't. Every day my lunch was stolen. Every day I went in the bathroom and got beaten up. You know, you go for a pee, and there's five thugs in the bathroom, and they beat you up. They're smoking, (laughs) and they grab your money in the bathroom. On the way home from school, they chased me home every day. Sometimes they called me, sometimes they didn't. If they called me, they beat the crap out of me. But I got tough. And one day, an Italian kid took a you know, really rough Italian kid, said, I really watched this from a distance, and I can't believe what a punching bag you are. I'm going to teach you how to fight. I'm going to take pity on you and teach you how to fight. So this kid took the whole summer, and him and his buddies toughened me up. And at the end of the summer, the, next, the first three bullies have pushed me around. I beat the crap out of them, knocked them unconscious, knocked their teeth out in one case. And for the rest of my life, nobody's ever touched me again. And all the bullies that used to taunt me became my best friends at that school. That was the lesson I learned is that you must stand up to bullies or for the rest of your life you'll be beaten down and have your money stolen and be scared to, to move out of the house. You know, like some liberals are afraid of COVID. They never leave the house. Me, to me, COVID is like another, guy, another bully trying to beat me up. I laugh at his face. I go to dinner every night. I go to meetings. I go to business meetings. I'm out every day. I'm out in crowds. I, I called events in Vegas during COVID. I had 10,000 people show up and I shook every hand. You know, it's like I attack, baby. I don't let any Anything in life, fight me, because I have confidence now. Those Italian guys saved my life and gave me confidence, this little Jewish boy. And I learned to be friends with all the rough kids in the school, and they never tangled with me again. That's the lesson of the Great Patriot Protest and Boycott book. Conservatives have got to toughen up. Too many country club conservatives in Congress. That's right. Yep, too many guys who play golf and play badminton with Muffy, and they think that uh, you know they should make friends with the Democrats, like Mitch McConnell. He gets run over like roadkill Mitch McConnell. He doesn't know how to fight for the American people, and I know how to fight. Donald Trump knows how to fight. This book, I think, will give us a leg up. The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. So my dad grew up in the Lower East Side uh, of New York City. Um, he uh, had to take different routes to school every day, because if he went in one direction, he got beat up by the Irish. If he went in another direction, he got, <laughs> beat, up, he got beat up by the Italians. <laughs> I know, and then the blacks were probably the third direction. That was what New York was like in those days. Yeah. And that, that's kind of like what most towns are like today in the, in the big cities, not little you know, rural towns, but in big cities, it, they may be all minority, but if you turn one way, it's one gang. If you turn right, the other right. way, it's another gang. You know, my, my dad grew up on Pitkin Avenue in Brownsville, Brooklyn, oh, yeah. and, he, and he always told me the same thing. Some streets owned by the Italian gang, some by the Irish, some by the Jews, and some by the blacks. And you had to be careful which street you walked on. That's the life you learn in New York, and it toughens you up. And, and I think it's why everywhere I go, Bruce, whatever town I'm in, the guys who are always in charge, the big shot CEOs, are always kind of tough New Yorkers. No matter where you are, they wind up in Cleveland, they wind up in Boston, they wind up in Tucson. There's always New Yorkers kind of running the show, because nothing scares us once you've been through the streets of New York. But woke capitalist leaders today uh, have overtaken America business. And these companies are at odds with millions of American small businesses and their workers of all colors and stripes. Yeah, well, you know why they've, they've become woke? Because they're intimidated, they're intimidated by the Jesse right. Jacksons, right? The Bessie J- Jesse Jacksons and the, the uh, uh, Al Sharptons of the world intimidate them and lead, in, lead them in boycotts. And I've never liked those guys. I don't want us to be them. Those guys go to you and say, hey, listen, you're either going to do A, B, and C, or we're going to shut you down with a boycott or a strike. And then the company goes, okay, we'll give you a beer distributorship. You're going to leave us alone now? Here's a, million, a $10 million beer distributorship. And Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton to go, great, that's for my brother. 
I'll take it. That's for my sister. I'll take it. These guys have extorted companies for 50 years and gotten away with it. I don't want to do that. I just want to intimidate companies into understanding if you treat conservatives like crap, where at least 50% of your customers, probably 60% of the spending is conservatives, the, the great middle class and the silent majority, we're going to just bankrupt you. All I want you to do is get out of politics. Don't be conservative. Don't be liberal. I don't want a beer distributorship. All I want you to do is be nice to us and respect us just like you do the other side. So, I mean, how ridiculous is it to say, you know, Delta Airlines says move the all-star game out of Atlanta because Republicans voted for voter ID. Do, do you not realize, Delta, that most of the people on your airplanes are Republican-oriented? For the most part, travelers with money are Republicans. Don't you worry about your customers? Why do you only worry about the left and not the right? We've got to let them know that we exist and we're not going to spend money anymore on your company. Wayne, uh, we just have a few minutes left. We, you do a big radio show. You said three hours a day. What are your listeners talking about now? Well, I, you know, I think the number one issue by a mile is, is the border, the open border. It's destroying the United States of America. And ironically, it's the reason we have COVID. It's like, you know, you know what it reminds me of? Remember that movie Casablanca where the, the cop says, you mean there's gambling in that casino? <laughs> and it's like, you mean there's COVID in the United States again? Yes, Mr. Biden, you invited it in. COVID was almost gone, and you let two million illegals or so, by the end of the year it'll be right. two million plus, into the United States. All of them, now I'm going to be really nice, right? I'm going to be liberal. Nice people, some of them, looking to better their families, but you invited them in and they had a long journey. They live in total poverty. They live in nations with third world disease. By the time they get here, they've been beaten up. They've been starved. The women have been raped. Of course they've got COVID. And you let them come in with COVID. You don't test them. You don't vaccinate them. You don't mask them. And you stick them on airplanes and you fly them all over the country and you wonder why COVID came back again during the first few months of your presidency? You are the guy spreading it. So number one is open borders. Number two is is COVID because of open borders. Right. And I think the number three issue with my group uh, that listens to me is, is vaccine mandates, which I think are ripping the country apart. And, and also, does the vaccine actually work? Or are we getting a lot of misleading information and a lot of information blacked out in the media? Those are the topics that I deal with all day long. Many others, but those are all big. And, and this week, Bruce added one other, the idea that the Attorney General of the United States wants to prosecute, uh, wants to use the FBI to prosecute little parents, little middle class parents fighting for their kids' future at a school board meeting. It is the scariest, most Nazi, most Soviet communist thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, you certainly are not a shrinking violet. Uh, <laughs> you tell it like it is. Um, where can, if somebody wants to listen to you, how do they listen to you on the radio? Sure. Well, first of all, you could always go to my website. and Everything is there. You could always find everything about me there. It's rootforamerica.com. I'm Wayne Root, R-O-O-T, like tree root. Rootforamerica.com. All my videos are there, my commentaries, information on my radio show, etc., my podcast. And uh, they can go listen to my radio show at usaradio.com. Wayne Allen Root Show, usaradio.com. And they can buy my brand new book, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book at Amazon at Barnes & Noble or at Target. All three of them sell it. They're all liberal, I know. They're all woke, I know. But they sell my books. It's number one in 20 categories at Amazon. So at least they're doing that. They didn't ban my book, so give them a little credit. Wayne, we're going to re- we're gonna have to leave it right there uh, for now. Thanks very much for the visit. I hope you can come back and uh, be, with, uh, be with us again sometime soon. That's all you the time it. we have for today's show. Insiders, I hope you've enjoyed today's chats with GOP candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, Shauna Bollock, and Wayne Allen Root. His book, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book, is available everywhere and is online. Until next week, when Eb joins me again for Inside Track, this is Bruce Ash. Thanking you for listening today and wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon.